Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. Today's daf Masech is Git and his daf Lamites. We're beginning six lines from the top of Lamites Amud Aleph. We're going to have four sections in today's daf. The first is actually a finale of yesterday's uh, Gemara. We're going to sh- try to show that Rabab um, in the name of Rav's Psak, that Amakdish uh, Yedei, Amakdish Avdo, is considered going free. It means he's considered uh, that his intent was to free him. Uh, where Rabbah held like that, but Rav Yosef didn't necessarily hold that way, but rather he's sanctifying for his value. We're going to try to show that's actually contingent on a machlekes tanoim. The second section of today's daf is going to be the other point, which was Rav Yosef in the name of Rav, which was if you're mafkir, the Evid goes free and requires a get shikhar. We'll bring two versions of Rav Yochanan clarifying this psak. The third section of today's daf, which will be on Lamed Tesimut Beis, is two versions about the psak, uh, about the avadim of a ger, which is going to be, if we pass in like Abba Sha'ul, that the ketanim are um, not kona themselves or not. And then the third section is going, the fourth section is going to be a machlokis, if you can utilize money to free slaves entirely, even for Isser, or it only is effective for monetary freedom, but they're still prohibited in a ben for example. Okay, let's get started. We're holding, again, six lines down from the top of Lamites Amud Aleph. Okay, says the Gemara, let's get started here. Lema Ketanoi. So yesterday, we had a machlaikis between Rabbah in the name of Rav and Rav Yosef in the name of Rav. Rabbah in the name of Rav said, Hamakdish Avdoi, if somebody is Makdish his Eved, the Eved is considered free because he means to make him into Amkadosh. Rav Yosef only said that's true by Mafkir, but if you're Makdish, he means to sanctify his value. So let's try to show this is actually a Machlekes Tanoi. Because the Brisa teaches us as follows. Amakdish Avdoi, if somebody sanctifies his Eved, ain't Moyalin boy. So Tanakama says there's no Isra of Me'ila. Meaning he does not become sanctified as Hektish, and therefore there's no Isra of Me'ila if he would benefit from the Eved. Rabbi Shemim Gamil says there is Me'ila regarding his hair. Now we're not focusing so much on the hair yet, but the point is Rabbi Shemim says there is Hektish and Me'ila that's effective here. So says the Gemara, my Isn't the basis of the Machlaikis between Tanakam and Rabbi Shemim as follows? Demar Savar Kaddish, according to Rabbi Shemim the According to Rishim Gamliel, the value of the Eved Kenani is considered Kadosh, and since he's considered Kadosh, therefore there is Me'ila associated with at least his hair, as we'll see. Umar Savar, like Kadosh, Tanakam says there's no Kadosh, because really he means to say La'am Kadosh, like, meaning that he should be a Jew, like Rav Shita. Therefore, there's no inherent Hektish involved, and that's why there's no Me'ila involved here as well. So it would appear that Rav comes out like the Tanakam, and not like Rishim Gamliel. It's his bara. Gemara says, is that a logical conclusion to put that as the machlaikis? Hai moilin by vein moilin by the words that they use is there is mi'ila, there's not mi'ila. Hai kaddish vein a kaddish mi boile. Mi'ila is the outcome. It should have said either it is hektish or it's not hektish. But 
if that was the machlaikis, then that should have been the proper way to explain the machlaikis. But why is it me'ila or non me'ila then? Ela, so the Gemara says, rather, everybody agrees, not like Rav, that really Hektish is effective, at least Ladama for its value, and he's not going to be La'am Kaddish. It's not that this language makes the guy a free person. What's the point of debate? Tanakama holds that an Evid is considered like Karka, he's considered like land. Since he's considered like land, and we know that the Halacha is that there's no concept of Me'ila when it comes to uh, karka, because we learn from truma, and just as truma is something that's detached, me'il is also only applicable to something that's detached. So even though it's inherently kadosh, it is sanctified. He's not going to be la'am kadosh necessarily. Says the Tanakhama, there's no concept of me'ila regarding the slave because the slave is considered karka. Umar dami. A slave is considered something movable. Since he's movable, there is me'ila associated with him. Asks the Gemara, but if that's the point of debate at the Mifki, Basarai, why does Rishim Gamil only argue that the hair has Me'ila? He should say the entire Revit's considered Metaltalin and there's a, there's a, a capacity to have Me'ila. Really, everybody agrees, A, that he's, in, he's sanctified for hektish and he's not free. B, everybody agrees that Evid is like Karka and therefore there shouldn't be Me'ila. The point of debate here is the hair is ready to be cut. So it's long enough that it's ready to be cut, but it hasn't yet been cut. According to Shem Ben Gamliel, it's considered like it's already cut, and therefore it's not considered attached to the Eved. So even though the Eved's like Karka, the hair is like Metaltalin, and there is Me'ila. Umar argues and says, even though it's ready to be cut, it's not, consi- it's not cut yet. It's not considered cut, and therefore there is no Me'ila associated with the hair. So the Gemara says, well, once you're explaining that that's the point of debate, Lema Hani Tanoi Kani Tanoi. Let's say that this Machlek is Tanakam Rashim Gamliel, something that's ready to be cut, if it's considered cut or not, Lagabi Me'ila, is the same Machlek as the following Machlek is Tanoim that we find in Masech Shvus. The Tanan, the Mishnah teaches Masech Shvus. There are certain things that are like karka because they're connected to the ground, but they're not like karka. As we're about to learn, you could swear. We know that the halacha is that there's no enish boy in ala If there's a moedah b'miksa situation regarding karka, I say you owe me ten grapevines, and you say you only owe me five. So l'chayro, we say enish boy in ala You're not able to swear. And uh, therefore, that's might have been mixed us, but you're not allowed to swear because you don't swear when it comes to claims of land. Nonetheless, Rabbi Meir's opinion is you would swear might have been mixed us even though it's connected to the ground. We'll explain momentarily what the case is. The Chachamim don't agree. They say you would not swear in this case because it's considered karkaketzad. What's the case? Says the Mishnah and Shvus. Eser gefanim unais masarti lecha. So the mafkid, the one who says, I gave you to watch 10 grapevines full of grapes. And the Shomer claims, you only gave me five. So therefore, I only have to give you back the five that are connected like they're in front of us. Reb Meir, Mechayev, Reb Meir says that the the uh, Shimer's Chayev to make a Shavas might have been Miktsas because that's even though it's connected, it's considered disconnected because it's ready to be picked. And the Chachamim say, as long as it's connected, it's like Karka and you don't make a Shavu when it comes to Karka. The difference between them is grapes, grapevines that are ready to be harvested, it means the grapes are full, they're ready to be picked. The Rabbi Meir holds these grapes are as 
as if they're detached. So therefore, you're denying something that's that's like metaltalin. Then you have to make a shvua. Rabbanan Savri, they say, they're not considered detached, they're not considered metaltalin, and therefore, you don't have to make a shvua, because in Karka you don't make shvuas. So says the Gemara, you see, it'll come out, that <coughs> Rabbi Meir's opinion here, that holds that the grapes which are ready to be harvested are like they're harvested, and therefore there is the capacity to make a shvua on it, like metaltalin, conforms with the, that opinion of Rabbi Shemim Gamliel above, that the hair, since it's ready to be cut, it's considered cut, and there is me'ila associated with it, and they're all bound to line up with the Tanakhama. Says the Gemara, filotema Rabbi Meir, so the Gemara says, no, you can refute this it's not a necessar- necessarily a good comparison because even Rabbi Meir here, Rabbi Meir above, excuse me, who says that the hair which is ready to be cut is considered cut. Uh, sorry, Rabbi Meir here in the second in the mission that we just quoted from Shvus, who says the grapes that are ready to be harvested are like they're harvested, so you'd make a shvu if you deny it because it's like metaltalin. He could even hold the Tanakama above that the hair which is ready to be cut is not cut yet. Why? Ad kind of like Amr Meir Hasam Elavanovim. He only says it's considered detached and like movable things regarding grapes. Because if it's already fully ripe and ready to be picked, if it stays on the grapevine longer, it gets worse in quality. As long as it gets overripe, it's not a good thing for it. So there we look at it as if it's detached, and you swear it might have been mixed as a taina in such a case because it's already considered detached. But in the case of hair of the Eved, as long as it stays on the Eved, it actually gets better. Better quality, the hair becomes nicer as it grows in better, more. So therefore, maybe he would agree to the Tanakama that Oimid Lagazos is not Kegazos dummy, and therefore it's not necessarily the same Machlaikes in the two scenarios that we quoted. Okay, let's move on. Second point of the day. Kisalik Rabbi Chiyabar Yosef, when Rabbi Chiyabar Yosef went up to Eretz Yisroel, Omar Lahai Shmaita Derav Kamed Rabbi Yochanan. He repeated over the second statement of Rav, which was Rabbi Yosef in the name of Rav, on the previous Amud, and he said it over in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, which was, Hamafkir Avdo Yatzalacheros. When you're Mafkir, your slave, the slave goes free. Now we're going to have two. Um, yeah, two versions of this conversation. Amar lei, so Rabbi Yochanan turned to Rabbi Chia Bar Yosef, and he said, Amar Rav Hachi, did he really say this? <coughs> so the Gemara says, did he really say this? Means, did he really say, Amafkir Avdi Yatzal Acheros? Asks the Gemara, Behulai Amar Hachi? But did he not say this? Rabbi Yochanan L'chari himself said this. He implied by asking that he's challenging Rab. But L'chari says the same thing, Rabbi Yochanan. Ha'amar Ula Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Amafkir Avdi Yatzal Acheros, V'tzarach Get Shechror. So L'chari Rabbi Yochanan said the same psak. That if your mafkir your slave, he goes free and he and he needs to get shikhar, which is exactly how he understood Rav Yosef Amarav in the previous Amud. So what's Rav Yochanan's cons- like wonderment here? Gemara answers Amarle. This is what Rav Yochanan was saying, and yeah, that is what he was saying. Amar Rav Kavasi, Rav saying like me, meaning he was saying, did he really support me? And the answer is yeah. Rav Takam Rav Yosef Amarav is exactly like uh, Rav Yochanan's psak as well. Now there's a second version of this story. The Ikadamri, there's another version of this conversation. Is that what happened was, is Rev Chia Bar Yosef went up to Eretz Yisrael. He told over Rav's Psak, but all he got through was that if I'm after Av, the Yotzel Achiris, but he didn't get to say, V'tzarech get Shechor. So Amar Leis Rabbi Yochan interrupted, V'loi Amar Rav, V'tzarech get Shechor. And he said, Did Rav not require a get Shechor? Rabbi Yochan Latamei, Amar Ula, Amar Rabbi Yochan, as we're going to learn later in the next point, Rabbi Yochan, in the name of Ula, Ula said in the name of Rabbi Yochan, and I'm after Av, the Yotzel Achiris, he does go free, V'tzarech get Shechor, but he requires a get Shechor. The point is, Rabbi Yochan was really saying, Does he not need a get Shechor? And the answer is no. Rav actually held he does. That was was the explanation now we understand the previous Amud 
Rav Yosef just didn't get that out until Rav Yech, before Rav Yechon interrupted him. Fine. Gufa. Now let's analyze that. Third point of the day. Amar Ulam Rav Yechonon. Mafkir Avdi Yatzlacheres Vitzarech Get Shichror. If he's Mafkir, a slave, he goes free, but he still needs a Get Shichror to totally uh, cause him to be free. Meaning to be mutter, to marry a Baschoyrin, because all he's really received is his monetary freedom for the momentous that the master owned. But the Isser still exists. And we're going to focus more on this specifics on Amun Beis, but let's just see it. Rabbi Abba challenged Ula. Ula, you're saying that Rabbi Yochanan holds. So the problem is we have in Masechus Kedushin that the Gemara tells us there. The Brisa says, So a convert dies. Now a convert has no relatives, and therefore all of his property becomes ownerless when he passes away. So the Jews, the Jewish people, start to plunder his assets. They start to take his property, which becomes Hefker. Now amongst his assets are slaves. Whether they're adult slaves or child slaves, so they acquire their own freedom, which means to say nobody can acquire them after because essentially when the master dies, they acquire themselves from Hefker now that they're not owned by their master. That's the Tanakhama's opinion. The adult slaves acquire themselves and their freedom, but Kitanim, because they have a Yad to acquire themselves. Kitanim, but the children's slaves, they don't have a Yad, they don't have the capacity to acquire themselves. So that's the end of the Brisa. Anyone who grabs them is Zoycha in them. So it continues the Gemara. But says. Rabbi Abba Ta'ula, who wrote a get shikhar for these? If you're saying that a mafkir avdai, he's only freed the monetary element, but not the iser element, in this case, granted they acquire themselves from Hefker, but who says, where do they get a get shikhar to free the iser involved? So how are they free? It must be you don't need a get shikhar, and a Hefker is enough even without a get shikhar. So says Rabbi Abba Ta'ula, how do you understand Rabbi Yechanan's Psak in light of this, Raisa? So Amar Saula so responded, "Dami Haimid Rabbanan, this of the this of the rabbis, this Rabbi Abba, Kedalai Gamri Inchi Shmaita. He's compared to somebody who didn't learn the Gemara properly. Means there's an obvious distinction between them. The time of my, what's the obvious distinction? Amar of Nachman Kasavra Ula Ula held like this: Avdai Deger Ki Ishtai. We compare the Eved of a Ger and his wife. Now we have a Gezer Shava La La Isha. So we compare Avadim to women, or in particular to his wife. The point is." Just as, just as the wife of a Eved, if the Eved passes away, so the wife is, and she's an Almana. She doesn't need a get to be freed from her husband. She's completely mutter in regards to Isser that her husband bound her with before to remarry. So to the slaves of this Ger, they could be sent without a get upon the passing of the of the uh, Eved, of the uh, Ger. So as the Gemara, since we compare the two, it's Pashat that in the case where the Eved, the Ger passes away, the Avadim will go free. As opposed to in a scenario, L'chaira, where he's Mafgir, well, the Eved still is around. So, and, and Huadin, if he would say, my wife is Hefker, she still needs a get, a get to be free. So the Avadim also require a Get Shechor to be free. Asks the Gemara, Yisrael Nami. If that's true, so even if a Yisrael dies and he has relatives, we should say upon passing, it's as if those slaves are no longer owned by the master. And if they're no longer owned by the master, the Jewish regular Yisrael master, there should be no inheritance to the children. 
Amar the Gemara answer is, yeah, it's true. L'chari, that is a logical conclusion based on Lola Me'isha. But we have a Pasuk that says they're inherited over to the children. Amar Kravi, Yisnachaltem, Asam, Levnechem, Acharechem, L'reshes Achuza. Avadim, Kenanim, are inherited over to your children as a permanent inheritance. And therefore, when Yisrael dies, his Avadim are inherited over, even though he loses ownership, they automatically transfer to the to the children. He asks the Gemara, if that's true, even in a scenario where a master, a Jewish master is mafkir his slaves and he dies, the halacha should be, he, they don't need to get shechur and the slave is free to go. Gemaria bas but Amemar taught otherwise. He taught a mafkir that if a Jewish master is mafkir is Evid Kenani, and then he dies, that slave is stuck in a state that cannot be resolved. Because now what happens is, as Rashi explained over here, explains over here, the children don't own that slave anymore to give him a get shechur. So essentially, his momenus has been freed, but his isser hasn't, and nobody has the capacity to free his isser. Asks the Gemara, but if you're saying that the when the uh, Mominus is not owned anymore, that's sufficient essentially not to require a get shechur in order to free him. So why is it then when he's mafkir, his slave, and he dies, that Evid is stuck in this no-man's land? So the Gemara says, This Amemar is difficult on the way we explained the distinction between uh, the, Eved, the Eved of a ger, how he goes free with... with um, with uh, get shikh, without a get shikhr, if he's with without a get shikhr, he could acquire himself and uh, the ordinary case of mafkir avdo requiring a get shikhr. means ultimately what we're emerging is is the way we're understanding the sheet of Rabbi Yechanan is that when you're mafkir your eved, it's like being mafkir isha, meaning you still need to give a get shikhr because there still is a isra relationship. As opposed to by the ger, the way we understand it is when he dies, it's like he dies regarding his wife. The wife is free, so too the evid is free. The only problem that emerges is this case, mafkir avdu meis lachar, you shouldn't need to get shechor either, because whatever he had is gone, and there's no necessity. But Amemar says this guy's stuck, so this leaves us a little bit difficult. Okay, let's move on to the third section of the day. Amr Yaakov Ar-Idi, Amr ben Levi, Alach Now, we had a machlaikis in that uh, Bryce and Kiddushin. If a ger dies... Do the children's slaves acquire themselves? So both Tanakama and Abishol said they do, but there was a machlaikis, excuse me, the, the, uh, the adult slaves acquire themselves, but Abishol argued about the children's slaves, they don't acquire themselves because they don't have a yad essentially. So let's see what's the psak now. We're going to discuss this on now. Amr, this is version number one. Amr Yaakov Eidi, Amr Bishob and Levi. Allah Kabashol, Allah is like Abishol, the children do not acquire themselves because they don't have a yad, and anyone who grabs them is zoichen them. You're quoting Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi as saying that the halacha is like Abba Shaul. So the question that Rabbi Zera asked Rabbi Yaakov Eidi, turning to Lamentesimut Beis, Did you hear this clearly, meaning outright, explicitly from Yeshua ben Levi, like Abba Shaul, or was it based on an Im- implication of the words of Abba Shaul, uh, of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi? So Gemara says, my klala. Well, what would have been the implication? So Gemara tells us there was an incident that maybe could have in- implied that the Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi holds a gabashal. Am Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, the Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi had told over, Am Rilifnei Rebbe, that they posed the following story in front of Rebbe, the halacha. If the master said that I'm nisyaish, means I give up rights, monetary, monetary rights at least, from my slave Pliny. So Ma, what's the halacha in this case? 
So Amr Lam Rebbe said back to them, Amrani, I say, Takana, means he still needs a get shechor, although you freed him up monetarily, in Isser he's still bound to the master. My time at the Rebbe, and Rabbi Yechanan explained what is the reasoning of Rebbe. Gamar la meisha. There's a gzera shava la meisha. Meisha b'shtar. Just as a woman, if you say I'm mafkir my wife, you still need to give her a get shechor for her to be free. Af eved nami b'shtar. So too regarding an eved kenani, in order for him to be fully freed, even if you're mafkir, you still need to free up the iser with a document. And based on this, the conclusion of this is v'kadayekes mina keisha. The people were medayek. From this, that we compare the Evid Kanani to a woman. Ma Isha Isura just as in the case of the Isha. We're talking about a scenario where the husband only owns the Isser, not the Mamun. He doesn't own his wife, the, her monetary elements. He doesn't own her physically, like in a monetary way. And the halacha is in order for to free her, he has to give her a get shechur. Af eved nami, so too regarding an eved, isura mamaina. Now this is referring to a gadol. Why is this referring to a gadol? Because we're talking about a case where he does not own the monetary. Well, how does he not own the monetary? Because the gadol could acquire, he has a yad to acquire his monetary status, and if somebody pays his way out, etc. So in such a case, even though he acquires his monetary rights, he doesn't acquire the prohibitive rights, the isser. And that's the case we're saying he requires a get shechur. However, it would come out then that we're only comparing that we're only comparing Isha and Eved in regards to a get in regards to the Eved excuse me the Eved Kanani acquiring his freedom um uh, so meaning we're comparing Eved Kanani to Isha just as in Isha we're referring to someone who only requires a get shechor to free her Isser and not her moment because he doesn't own her moment in the first place so too we're talking about an Eved Kanani that a uh, get sh- that he, he, we're talking about an Eved Kenani who only owns, who only needs a get shechor to free his iser and not his mamon. Who are we talking about then? A gadol who could acquire his mamon from the master in the first place. But then it would emerge that you see that an, this could be the implication of Reb Yeshua ben Levi, and this perhaps is um, Reb Yaakov Aridi's implication. So Rizer is saying perhaps this is where you're medayik from that an Eved Katan. Um, cannot be free. Okay, so what emerges like this. Rebbe is comparing Isha to slaves. And Rebbe is saying that the slave should therefore fit the bill of an Isha. Now, an Isha, the husband only owns her regarding the Isser. So too, which type of a slave will be able to get a document and free himself up is the one who already acquires his momenus, because he was miyayish from it, and only is still bound to his master regarding the Isser. This is talking about a gadol, an adult slave. Such a slave could acquire a document in order to free himself from his Isser because his momenus is already freed like an Isha in this way. However, regarding a katan slave, he remains a slave even monetarily because he can't acquire his own freedom. So therefore, what would come out is, and as Rashi explains here, there's a remedy for such a guy. There's no reason to free him because he could marry a slave woman. So therefore, it would come out that by Rebbe comparing Isha and Eved, it would appear that, and Rabbi Yeshua quotes it, that he holds that this, that the Psak is like Abba Shaul, Ketanim cannot acquire themselves as free, and Kolamachsik Bohem, Zacha Bohem. Okay, so now Rabbi Zeira just explained what the diuk may have been, what Rabbi Yaakov Ba'idi may have learned from Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi's psak here, why the psak is like Rabbi Abba Shaul based on an inference. 
So the Gemara says now, So Rabbi Yaakov Eidi said, okay, let's say I learned it from an implication. So what's the problem? So Rabbi Zera says, because if it's only based on that implication, you can apply the exact opposite from Rabbi's statement. Just as a get is required to permit a woman, whether she's a gedol or a katana, maybe she doesn't accept it, or her father does, but it's required. So to a katan would require a get to be free, and maybe the psak is not like Abishol, because he could accept the uh, get in order to free himself up from the Isser Shaboy, and he could actually acquire the Momenus uh, with his own hand. So Lechor, then it would come out that the Psak of Rebbe, if you're only, or Bishub and Levi, only Mechlala from an implication, it's not necessarily a proof that the Psak is like Abishol. So I'm related to Rebbe Yaakov, you say, Beferish Meili actually heard it Mefurish, Psak is like Abishol, that the Ketanim cannot acquire their own freedom. That's the first version. Version number two. Rabbi Chia Barava, Amr Rabbi Yechon, and Ein Alach Kabashol. The second version is Rabbi Chia Barava said the name Rabbi Yechon, and the opposite, Ein Alach Kabashol. I'm going to go the exact opposite here. So Amr Le Rabbi Zera, Le Rabbi Chia Barava, Rabbi Zera said to Rabbi Chia Barava, Beferish Melechai, Bechamichalosh Melechai. Did you hear this Beferish, or was it only from an implication from Yechon's words? So Michael, what will be the implication? Amr Rabbi Shimon Levi, Amr Lefnei Rabbi. They said in front of Rabbi Nisyashti, Miplani Avdi Mao. If I said that I was miyayish? I was mafkir him. What's that lach? Amar lahem. Amar ani. Ein latakana el b'shtar. You can only remarry. Means the isser is only removed if you give him a shtar shechor. Amar Rabbi Yechon. Not Rabbi Yechon. Explain. My time is Rabbi. What's the reasoning of Rabbi? You need a shtar shechor. Gamar lala meisha. There's a gezer shava. Lala meisha. Meisha b'shtar af evanam b'shtar. Just as an isha is only freed with a shtar, also an avid kenani is freed with a shtar. V'kadayek is mina. So now Rabbi Zera said you can imply from this keisha. Meisha ben gedal ben gitana. She needs a shtar to be free, whether she's a gedal or a kitana. If evanami ben gedal ben gadol ben katan. So you see, Rabbi is talking about even a katan, how although he can acquire his monetary rights to accept the shtar and then be free from his isser as well. So you see, lachar dalacha is. This would be the implication that halacha is not like Abishol Tanakam of the Brisa in Kedushin. So the Gemara says, Vimachalamai. So Rahibaravan said to uh, Rabbi Zera, if it's from the implication, well, excuse me, well, what's the problem? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Zera said, Adaraba, Dokmina, you could, Lachisa, you can apply the opposite. Ma Isha, Isura, Maybe only, we're only discussing an Isha, which is Isser in that moment. She's only acquiring her Isser, and that's what's affected because she already acquires her moment. Afevanami, Isura, Valaima, Maina, we're only talking about an Evidor, is only being freed for his Isser because he acquired his Mominus. But that's only talking about a Godl, a Katan can't acquire his Mominus, and maybe from the implication, you can actually pass in like Abashol. So if that's all it's based on, Lachar, you don't have a Raya that the Rabbi Yechanan's Pesach is like not like Abba Shultz. Amar Leib Beferish Mi'ali again, Rabbi Yechanan Abba concluded like the previous version with Rabbi Yechanan Baridi actually heard of Beferish that Rabbi Yechanan Paskin is not like Abba Shultz. Okay. Let's get to the fourth section of the day. Amar Mar. So now Rabbi Shub and Levi, this was above Rabbi Shub and Levi Pesach. Amar Lahem, Amar Ani, Ein Latakana Ela Bishtar, which was Rav, Rabbi, Rabbi Shub and Levi quoting Rabbi's Pesach is if you were Mafkir, your slave, the only way to free is Isser, Allow him to marry Abbas Chayrin is with a star. Asks the Gemara of Hatanya, but in a Brisa above, Rabbi, I'm a Rabbi, taught where you're Makdish, your, your properties. And amongst your properties, there is a Avadim uh, and Shvachai. So Rabbi says, I'm Rani, Afhu Naisen Deme Atzma He can pay up his own value, removing the Hektish from himself, and uh, then he'll be free. Because he then he uh, is like selling him to himself. So, what do you see?
You see, Lechaira says the Gemara that by using a monetary means, he could also free himself, meaning he doesn't actually need a shtar. And yet, in the previous Psak, Rebbe said, if you're, if you're mafkir, your slave, nisyashti me'avdi, he actually only can be freed with a shtar. So, but it implies from this one that he could also remove the iser with monetary means and not only with a shtar. So the Gemara answers, Achikamer, this is what Rebbe means to say. Really, in general, enachinami. You can utilize kesef or shtar to free a slave even from the iser involved. But in the case that we quoted above, where Rebbe said, where you're mafkir, you're, you're the momentous of your evid already, kaspe. So the monetary element is removed. All you have in your evid is the iser. To remove that, you're going to need a shtar to remove it. Now what comes out in Rebbe's opinion is that there's two ways you could free your evid entirely. You could either free him entirely with a shtar, or you could free him entirely, even for the iser, with kesef. We're about to show that there's a Tana Rabbi Shimon who disagrees and says only shtar is effective to do this, but not kesef. Kesef only removes the monetary element, not the iser. This would exclude the following author. You might think that money can free a slave like it like star frees a slave entirely. I mean, Gaimer means with for Isser too. Talmud Laimer, therefore we find the parsha of Shifcha Harufa. I want to explain this outside, then we'll see it inside. The Pazik says by Shifcha Harufa, you have a woman who's designated to be with an Evid Ivri. And the way we're going to interpret the Psukim is as follows. She was half free and half not free. I Means somebody paid up half of her value but not the entirety of it. And then she was designated to be with an Evid Ivri. In such a scenario, if somebody slept with her, he'd be over on this Isser, and he'd be chayef to bring a special asham of a shivcha harufa. And the Gemara is going to imply from this, you see, the point is, he's not chayef misa, because she's not a free woman. And the reason is, because she hadn't yet, and she's not married really in halacha, because she hadn't yet received a get shechur. What the Gemara is going to point out is, you see, whether it's even if there's a monetary freedom that doesn't free her for iser purposes, so her marriage isn't really legally binding, and therefore there's only an iser asham, not an iser chayav misa. Now let's see how we see that inside. Talmud Leimar niftasa. Pasuk says she's redeemed, but she's not redeemed. What does that mean? She was half redeemed. Means somebody paid up half of her value. Now, the entire parsha finishes off with pasha. There's no death. There's only an asham because she had not been freed with a document. to tell you, So the way that Rabbi Shimon interprets this parsha is to say, the reason he's not chayav misa if he sleeps with her, a different man, is because their marriage wasn't binding with the eved Why wasn't it binding with the eved Because she hadn't received the star, even though there was money that was paid up. Now really, even if she was entirely paid up, the uh, halacha would be that there wouldn't be a chi of misa because she hadn't received a star which releases her iser, making her a baschairin and the marriage entirely binding, making it a chi of misa. The only reason it says half is to show that even where it's half, the halacha would be, he's chi of a korban uh, asham in this scenario, but in Chanami, even if she was entirely free, there would also be a, a, a Karban Asham and not a Chiyuv of Misa. The point is, we see that Rabbi Shimon's opinion is that when it comes to the freeing of a slave with Kesef, it only releases the is, the, the Momenus, not the Isser. This is not like we just came out above that Rebbe holds Kesef also has the ability to remove the Isser, the prohibitive elements of a slave.
Amram Bracham Amram Nachman Allah Krabi Shimon Allah Zakrabi Shimon Kesef does not Gaimer but it doesn't complete the process, meaning Rav Nachman would emerge that uh, Kesef does not free her entirely. Rabbi Yisrael Bracham Amram Yechanan in Allah Krabi Shimon Rabbi Yechanan Paskin Allah is not like Rabbi Shimon Ashkecher of Nachman Bar Yitzchak Lorava Bar Sheilta. Now let's go through an incident that happened. Nachman Bar Yitzchak found Rava Bar Sheilta. Rav Bar Shilta was standing at the entrance of the Beis Hakneses. So Rav Nach Bar Yitzchak said to Rav Bar Shilta, "Halacha in halachas, halacha like Rabbi Shimon, Kesef doesn't effectively remove the Isser, or or is it not like him? It does." So Amar so Rav Bar Shilta responded, "Ani Oimer ein halacha. I say halacha is not like Rabbi Shimon. For Abanan to Asumi Mechuza Amri." Um, Rabbi Zera, Rav Nachman, halacha. However, the Rabbanon who came from Mechuzah said that Rabbi Zera said in the name of Nachman, key, key player here of Nachman, that the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon, ain't kesef goimerba. That the Gemara says, v'chi asay l'sura, but Rabbi Bar Shilta continues, says, when I came to Surah, ashkachte l'rabchia bar avin. I found rabchia bar avin. Amri so I said to him, Emily What was the incident that you implied from Rav Nachman's words, or the rabbis implied from his words, that he does not hold, like he holds like Rabbi Shimon, that the halacha is, Kesef does not complete the process to remove her from the Isser obligation she has to her master uh, as well. How do we know that Rav Nachman passed on like Rabbi Shimon? So Amar, Chiyabar Avin said, this was the story. Amar, Hahi Amasa Dahava there was a certain maidservant whose master was on his deathbed. So she came and she was crying in front of her master. Amrle, she said in front of him, Till when am I going to be a slave? Meaning if you die, I'm going to be inherited over to your sons and I'll be uh, continue to be a slave. So he took his hat, he threw it at her, and Amrla, Zilkani Havikani Nafsheikh. Acquire the hat and acquire yourself. So Asla Kamej Rav Nachman, they came in front of Rav Nachman, Amr Lahui said to them, So they haven't, it hasn't accomplished anything, she's still a slave. So Kimandachaza, the rabbis who saw, and this is Rabbi Bar Sheilta concluding, how did the rabbis deduce from this that Rav Nachman didn't hold, held like Rabbi Shimon, Kesef is not Gaim Rabbah? Savar, they thought, Mishum da halachik Rabbi Shimon, halach is like Rabbi Shimon. Now we have to add in a bunch over here, as Rashi explains. Since we know, the, the assumption was that what the master was trying to do was to do a kinyan of chalipin. Chalipin works like Kesef, which is that he was giving her an item to acquire, and with that item, the hat, she would also acquire herself, which is a monetary transaction, because chalipin and monetary transactions are of a similar nature. Now, why wouldn't it work? Because... Ain Kesef Goimerba. Kesef wouldn't be effective in order to free her, so therefore the Chalipin was also ineffective. That's what the rabbis thought. By the way, it would then come out that her her uh, monetary means were free, but her Isser hadn't yet been freed, and that's why Rabbi Nachman said he, she's not free. But Velahi, Rabbi Bar Shilta concluded that's not the Pshat, she's entirely not free. This is completely ineffective. Elamishum da Havale Kalev Shalmakna. The reason it's not effective is, Enochinami, if you were utilizing the real Kenyan of Chalipin properly, it would be like Kesef, as we paskin, not like Rav Shimon, and actually she would be free, because Kesef is Goimerba. The problem was you misused Chalipin. Chalipin is where you use the Kalim, the item of the one who's acquiring, not the owner, not the. Kalim of the one who's creating the transaction, the one giving. 
In this case, he used his hat. If he would have used one of her kalim, the transaction would have actually gone through because kesef is going merba. So you deduced from Rav Nachman, the rabbis deduced, says Rav Bar Sheilta, that he holds like Rav Shimon, ain't kesef going merba, but really kesef is going merba. This is an issue, a technical issue in Khalifin, but if it would have been a proper Khalifin, you would have utilized the kalim of the kaina, the one who's acquiring, actually it would have been effective. So actually it was completely ineffective over here, even for Mominus, she's not acquired over, but really you can't say Rav Nachman necessarily holds like Rav Shimon. It could be holds not like Rav Shimon that uh, Kesef is Gaimerba. So he refuted the assumption Rav Nachman held like Rav Shimon based on this story. Kesef is not effective in order to free her. Um, in order to free her Isser. It only is effective maybe to free her monetarily, but it's not goimer to free her Isser as well. Velohi, but that's not the halacha. Ain halacha k'rabi shimin. We don't paskin, says the Gemara, the k'rabi shimin. Actually, which is fascinating, it comes out that a master can free his shifcha kenanis or his evid kenani with shtar and even with kesef entirely, both for money, both with Ashtar and Kesef entirely, both regarding the Mominus as well as regarding the Isser to be matter them to uh, B'nai Chayrin. Okay, we're stopping here. Uh, the second to last line on Lamed Tes Umud Beis. Israel Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Daf Mem. Everybody have a wonderful day.